Welcome to the GOSEP Get a Game Plan podcast. I'm Mike Steele, the Communications Director for the Louisiana Governor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness, or GOSEP. The response and initial recovery is underway in Louisiana after Hurricane Laura made landfall in southwest Louisiana last month. The Category 4 storm strengthened as it crossed the Gulf of Mexico before making landfall in Cameron Parish. Its impact was felt from the coast to the Louisiana-Arkansas border. Because we are still busy working on this ongoing emergency, we are producing this episode remotely and the format will be a little different. As of Friday, September 11th, FEMA has registered more than 100,000 Louisiana survivors and put tens of millions of dollars in the hands of residents, including more than 55 million for housing assistance and almost 28 million for other needs assistance. The SBA has distributed $5.4 million to 6,309 applicants. Those are pretty remarkable numbers for a storm that made landfall roughly two weeks ago. If you have damage from the storm, you can register with FEMA online at disasterassistance.gov. That's disasterassistance, one word, .gov, or by calling 1-800-621-FEMA. That's 1-800-621-3362, or you can use their FEMA mobile app. Let's get straight to our interview and some of the important information you may need. Joining us is FEMA Region 6 Administrator Tony Robinson. He has worked side-by-side with Governor Edwards and our state leaders since before Laura hit the state, along with a large federal team. He's also traveled with the governor and GOSEP leaders in some of the hardest-hit areas. Thank you for joining us. First, the number of people registering for FEMA assistance and the amount being distributed to survivors seems to be on a positive pace. Is that how you were tracking things so far? Hey, Mike, thanks for having me. And absolutely, first and foremost, for the uh, men and women of FEMA that are here to help, our hearts and and prayers go out to those who have uh, suffered damages in Hurricane Laura. And so as of today, we've got over 136,000 individuals that have registered for our assistance, and we paid out over $90 million in assistance. And that's for rental assistance, repair assistance, and other needs that may be out there. What should people be aware of uh, as they're looking at these programs and and addressing some of their needs? What are some of the first steps that people should take uh, as far as uh, seeing what's out there? Yeah, so first and foremost, if you've got insurance, file with your insurance and then call FEMA. A couple of things that I will tell you is FEMA is not an insurance program, so our assistant's not going to be able to cover what insurance does. We're going to make sure your home is safe secure and livable. And so what's that mean? We're gonna make sure you've got doors, windows, a roof that doesn't leak, a bathroom that works, uh, a kitchen with a stove in it. And, and so our average grant somewhere between four and $7,000 and insurance can pay you up to $100,000. So insurance is definitely the best way to, to take care of yourself. But for those uninsured losses, call FEMA. So once you file for your insurance, if you don't have insurance, call FEMA apply for assistance, go through the questions they ask. You may be eligible for assistance, whether you're a homeowner or a renter. 
One of the things that's come up uh, a few times since the storm hit is is people receiving kind of an early denial notice uh, when they're registering. Could you kind of talk to us about that process and explain how uh, you really shouldn't stop if you see that initial denial? So, yeah, uh, Mike, certainly important that any notification, any documents you get for FEMA, read them very thoroughly. In the early days, there were denials, especially for those individuals who, who had reported that they had insurance. And that is really kind of a fail-safe. We don't want to provide assistance and then get your insurance documentation and find out that we duplicated a benefit and have to ask for that money back. So the system records that as a denial. But once you get your insurance to settlement, you get that information to us and we can see where you have uninsured loss. That could potentially be your deductible or it could be something your insurance doesn't cover. Then we can look at that and potentially provide you assistance, whether that be in rental assistance or repair money. And that's, that's important information. One of the things we see after these large events, you know, some of the uh, insurance agents and the offices in these impacted areas, they get hit uh, like everything else does. So sometimes it takes a while to get these things, but it's so important for people to keep pushing forward. Uh, once they get that information and they're able to take these steps, uh, make sure you follow through on that on that FEMA registration with the information you need. What about other services out there that, that people may be uh, eligible for to kind of help them uh, get through these first few weeks? Sure. Uh, several things. First, uh, when you when we turn on our assistance, we work with other other federal agencies. So if you apply for assistance, you may get uh, something from the Small Business Administration. Please don't discard that or discount that. That's not just for businesses, but that is for individual homeowners as well. So we encourage everybody complete that application process. A lot of that now has been automated, so it's online. And, and see what the Small Business Administration may offer you. It could be a low interest loan. They've got pretty good uh, terms, uh, but it doesn't hurt to find out what they offer. You don't have to accept that. Uh, it does not impact your rental assistance or your repair money, but it's certainly another form of assistance that may be really critical to helping you get back to the road to recovery. So I encourage you to complete the, those documentations, talk to the SBA representatives about what may be available to you with SBA assistance. The other thing is we work with the Department of Labor and Disaster Unemployment Assistance. So if this event has caused you to be unemployed, uh, you may have some benefits that are available to you. We work that through the state. So that's online at laworks.net, or you can call 866-783-5567. Uh, the deadline to apply for that is October the 2nd. Uh, we also are working with the Army Corps of Engineers. They are doing what's called a blue roof program. They will come out make some minor repairs to your roof, but put a blue tarp on, on that so that if you are, uh, do you have any roof damage? And we are expecting some weather to happen this weekend through next week. So certainly the, the sooner the better, but the court will do that. And they've got a program through 888-766-3258 uh, that we encourage everybody who has suffered roof damage to call the Army Corps. So if you've tarped it yourself and you're not sure how well you did, Call the Army Corps of Engineers and they can come out and, and, and take a look at it. And if it needs replacing, they can do that as well. And that program is good. We encourage everybody to sign up by September the 21st. Good advice there. And we know that program's up and running, uh, you know, out in these hardest hit areas. It's an important to realize that 
there's so many parishes impacted with this event from the coast, basically uh, almost to the Arkansas-Louisiana border. So uh, be aware of what's out there, no matter what part of the state you're in, if you have that damage and take advantage of these programs. Uh, as we move forward, what, what do you kind of see uh, coming down the line uh, for people as we kind of move forward with the recovery? What can they expect? So, Mike, a lot of work to do still. And so first and foremost is that's register for assistance. Uh, you can do that several ways. You can call the uh, FEMA, the 800 number, 800-621-3362. You can go online at disasterassistance.gov, or you can download the FEMA app for both Android and Apple devices. Uh, another good feature of that device is you can get updates on your uh, your application, check that through that. And you can also get uh, weather alerts. We know a lot of people now are located in other parts of the state. And so we certainly encourage them, whether they do that through the FEMA app or through the emergency management office in that local jurisdiction is sign up for those weather alerts so that you can be aware of what's going on in that jurisdiction. Um, we're gonna be working very closely with state and local partners as we have been from day one, clean up from the debris, helping with uh, generator installs through our Corps of Engineer partners and, and working to make sure that power gets restored to those areas. You know, one of the things that we encourage people right now is follow the guidance of the local officials. I know there's some that have a look and leave, and, and that's really important that you follow that advice. If you get there and stay, you may be causing problems for them in their cleanup and their power restoration efforts. So continue to follow the advice of the local officials. And then we're going to be working really closely on what's the next step in the housing operations. I have to give the state a lot of credit working with the Red Cross, the non-congregate sheltering where, where people are in hotels. Um, we're going to be there for a, a little while, and then we'll start talking about what are the next steps in housing, where people can make repairs and get back into the housing, and power comes on and want them to do that. But what are the other types of housing assistance are available? We're going to have to be working very closely with the local government to make sure that we've got good the ordinances and permitting processes in place, and what housing would be available, and what are the options for individuals as we move forward. Well, I know FEMA has a lot going on from the wildfires out west, you know, to the storms in the Midwest and, and the hurricane here. And uh, we appreciate the effort. And uh, thanks for taking time with us. Thank you, Mike. This Once again, we thank uh, all the partners that are working with us from the volunteer agencies to the private sector to our state and local partners. This is a partnership and it includes the individuals and survivors who are out there listening to the advice and, and working with us on the recovery steps forward. All right. Thank you. We were speaking with Tony Robinson, the Regional 6 uh, Administrator for FEMA. As we wrap up this special episode, please remember September 10th marked the midway point for what is historically the heart of hurricane season here along the Gulf Coast. We may have additional threats to the state. Check out getagameplan.org for information to help you finalize your emergency plans. Also, check out gov.la.gov, G-O-V, and click on the Hurricane Laura tab for updated information on recovery. All of that information is being consolidated on that site uh, to help make it easier for, for you as you're looking for information. As always, we want to thank the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA, for help with production of the podcast. Sign up to be an organ donor today. Please join us again next month. podcast is produced in partnership with LOPA and the Gifted Life Podcast. 
Find out more about organ, eye, and tissue donation by listening to the Gifted Life podcast at thegiftedlife.org or download it from your favorite podcast app.